At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hi, I'm Sarah Rook Ruck Roosh, and I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast because he's an idiot, swears like a trucker, loves puppy dogs, and gave away a kidney. Now here he is, Eric Zane! Thank you, Sarah. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is, uh, I don't know, the 803rd time we've done this. Each and every weekday from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Holy Week here. Mother Mary in attendance again. Welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast. uh, Described as a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. All right. A lot to get to today. Thank you so much for being part of it. Um, I, I've always appreciated it. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, our, you can't see his whole body right now. It is uh, O'Neal. And I want to start off with this because, um, well, he smells really sweet and fresh right now. And let me just work in kind of like a uh, a weird a weird order in the story that I want to start with. Oh, he just got down. He said, "All right, I've had enough. The, the these two are crowding me out." At about nine o'clock last night, I put his leash on him, and right away, I, as soon as I grabbed the leash, he's like, "Oh, you're taking me for a a W A L K." I don't want to say because if I do, they'll, I'll get like completely start getting the zoomies and running around like idiots. So O'Neill is like, Oh man, this is, this is incredible. A, uh, a, a late at night W a L K. And it appears like I am the only one who's going to get it because the, uh, the other, uh, dogs are not getting, uh, their leashes on. So I am just, I'm I'm stoked. I'm happy about this. I am going with my dad on a WAOK. And uh so I put the leash on on the boy. And then um Hi O'Neal. And then we went upstairs and I threw him in the bathtub. I want to see O'Neal all the time. When can I meet that boy? When can I meet that boy? That boy. That boy. Not that boy. She said that boy. That boy. That boy. 
Hi, handsome boy. Hi, handsome boy. I want to see O'Neal all the time. I want to see O'Neal all the time. Um, before we uh, continue on this story, there's there's been no riot. And I, I'm very, very happy about that. That is good. All is well. All is quiet. We will get more into that in just a second. Hold up. Hey, no, don't do that. Stop, stop, stop licking couches. Just keep your t- lick any. I would rather you lick Bruce. Don't lick the couch. Why Why would that be something that is, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand, dogs. Anyway, so uh, O'Neal is like, oh, man, I'm going on WLK. And then we wander up the steps, and I put him in the bathtub. And he he hates water. Oh. And he's in baths. So even though it's nice, warm water. He's like, oh, this is terrible. And I felt so bad because, well, no, I, I didn't do anything wrong. He, uh, when he drinks, he drinks a ton of water. And, you know, I went over to the YMCA and I, I put him in his little uh, crate there along with uh, uh, Bruce next to him and, and then I return home, and uh, I it's actually bedtime. Diana came home from um, what she was doing. Where, where the hell was she? She went out to dinner with a friend, and she comes home, and she jumped into the shower before she got O'Neal and Bruce out, which she was probably home 10 minutes by the time I, I got home. And so I don't know if it would have mattered, but um, I, I go to let the dogs out, and they're going to you know go potty. And as O'Neal walks by me, he's soaking wet. And I'm like, what the? And then he walks out and it's it's dripping off of him. He has pissed the crate. Okay. And this is a large dog crate. And it is, you know, and at the bottom of it is like a tray. And this has never happened before. It's full of pee. And I know he was completely hydrated because um, the pee was uh, completely clear. There was no yellow. Well, it, it was clear, be clear the way, but it, was, it wasn't yellow at all. It was like uh, uh, no yellow. It was it was completely. Uh, it was like uh, he could have drank it all again. It was so just water at this point, and so he tracks it all through the mudroom. Through the laundry room, through the mod room. I let him out. Diana, she's to get out of the shower and uh, Hello. Hey, can you come downstairs? I need help. Okay. She comes down. And uh I go, I need you to clean up that mess. And O'Neill is outside now. She goes, What do you mean? I go, Well, I explained to her. So I go, this has to all be wiped down. And then it has to be cleaned. I need you to do that for me. And then I'm just standing there watching her. She goes, well, what the hell are you going to do? I go, and I'm at this point, I had been thinking, do I actually set a die? And I go, well, do I give him a bath? Like I was debating that. I was debating 
And she goes, well, maybe just wipe him down. And then I'm like, no, I can't do that. He actually, we have to take him upstairs and give him a bath. We can't just let the, the, the piss dry on his fur. And then he's like going to be getting on the couch and shit. No, no, no. This is, this is not, I cannot believe, uh, that I was even debating that. So she was, so I was debating it. And then in my head and she was, what are you going to do? And I go, well, so then I'm like, all right, I'm going to give him a bath. I am giving this dog a bath. He can't, we can't do anything. The first, as soon as he comes inside and he's still dripping, every, piss everywhere. I mean, he was laying in the piss, the poor guy. I felt so bad. I was like, ah, oh, Jesus. Oh no. He must've really had to go. That is so bad. That is so terrible. So, uh, leashed him up, trudged up the steps, put him in there to go. This was a thorough bath. I mean, just, he was so bathed. I mean, it was like, this took extended time to make sure because he had been just like, uh, uh, he was a, 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 a canine urine sponge. And so I just washed the shit out of that dog. And, you know, then he's in the tub and he's like, I'm so bummed. I am just so bummed out. This is terrible. The, the worst day of my life. And then I go, well, you know, Dinah, as soon as we get him out of this tub, he's going to uh, uh, shake and it's going to go everywhere. The bathroom is getting trashed. She goes, well, maybe if you uh, uh, wipe him down and, and, and get most of the water with towels. So I did that. And I've got like three towels that are soaking wet. And so I go, all right, that should do it. Okay. And then he, uh, he gets out of the uh, bathtub and then he does his dog shake and it wasn't even close. There was, it was the whole bathroom was just trashed water and hair everywhere. Boy, some of the jokes, did you wash him NFK style? Kate says, very good. Nick says, O'Neill, the walking urinal cake. Real musky, maybe musty. I think that's probably what Sex Panther cologne smells like. That's a great callback to uh, uh, Anchorman, Sex Panther. And then Megan hits the nail right on the head. After dog bath zoomies are the best. I bet that's bonkers in your house. And that's absolutely true because then... Okay, you let him down the steps, and he's all fuzzy. You know, his hair is going like 50 different directions. And that's it. He's just getting it around the house. And Bruce is chasing him, biting him, you know. It's, and then the NFK's sound asleep. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is terrible. So, you know, and then the dog's like rubbing up against the couch and, and trying to get the, the, the good smell off of him. He wants to smell like shit. Tyler, who is more difficult to bathe, the NFK or O'Neal? Um, O'Neal, you know how like dog fur is a little bit water repellent, you know, isn't it? You ever notice that you like pour it on there and it takes a while to actually get it wet? He's a little bit more. If I had a wand to like hold, I, I didn't have a wand. I had to use like a cup and pour it on him in the bathtub. I don't even know why I'm asking, answering the question. It's just a joke. What an idiot I am. So that was my night. 
I'm like, oh, fuck. But uh, he smells like a flower now. Boy, you know, when you get a dog wet, it takes, they have to dry before they smell nice. You know, they just, a wet dog, even if you're, it's crazy. You shampoo the shit at, uh, the uh, shit out of the, um, out of the dog. And then my God, they just smell like an asshole. Jason says when the NFK shakes the water off, at least there's no hair. Yeah, true. At least you don't have to wash Kevin with a cup. All right. So that's kind of how the uh, the night unfolded for us. I just heard from my sweet daughter, Madison, an update. Here is an email, Dad, from my sorority with information about Dad's Day. And I'm like, Dad's Day? What goes on on Dad's Day? You know, I remember father-daughter dances. Did you ever do father-daughter dance? Uh, you know, you got to dance with your, like, whatever, however, however old the kid is at the time, seven, eight years old, at the father-daughter dance. And you dance to like butterfly kisses or something like that. It's incredibly sad. And then you see the daughter remembers that. And then that's the song that you have to dance to. Whatever the song is. In my case, it's butterfly kisses. When the child actually does grow up and get married, that's like the uh, father daughter dance at the wedding. It's like a real tear jerker. I don't know what I'm going to do at that wedding. I mean, seriously, I should probably smoke some pot. Ugh. Uh, I just touched my eye. I'm not, it actually itched. It's not, I'm not crying. Don't worry. I haven't cried in forever on this show. I think the last time I cried was when my mom died. Madison sends me an email concerning... Dad's day at the sorority. So-and-so writes, hello, sorry it's taken five ever for me to send this email out. So dad's day is the 23rd, 3 to 6 p.m. I encourage you all to bring yard games if you have them. We will be having a tailgate behind, and then it reveals. As normal, text me with any questions. Well, that's the email? That's it? That that that, that took you a long time to send out? That's like three sentences. That's all for now. Signed, sorority boss. Um, little inside baseball. Madison said something to me when we were talking about this the other day and she, the way she worded it, she indicated that, um, she says something like, don't worry, dad, I'm not going to drink in front of you. And I said, well, no, you're not going to drink. I go, you're not supposed to be drinking anyway. You drink when you're 21. Those are the rules. 
And she paused and kind of looked at me funny. I was like, don't look at me like that. I go, I'm serious. I go, I don't want you drinking anything. And she goes, come on, you know that I, I have like a truly or maybe some claws. There ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. Everybody knows that. Ain't no laws when you're drinking Drink claws. I go, uh, no, I, I, I don't think so, Madison. No. And I don't know. I just felt like when I was describing that or saying, expressing that, that the words were just bouncing off of her. Eventually, she said, oh, I, I, I won't. I said, promise. Put your hand up and promise. And I'm like, there is no way in hell she is going to listen to me. Okay? No way in hell. Anyway. Welcome into the show. It is Monday through Friday right here live on Twitch, download the Twitch app, search Eric Zane live, all one word, or go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live, follow the show, and then subscribe to the show with your Amazon prime account. That's free. The reason why you want to do that, link it up to your Amazon prime account is uh, not only does your old pal, Eric Zane get a few bucks for that. But then you don't get those annoying ads that uh, right in the middle of me saying something just pop in out of nowhere. I could be telling you that I'm transitioning to a woman and you wouldn't hear it because you're seeing a commercial for whatever. So that's what you do on Twitch. Of course, uh, Twitch and Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Thank you very much. Um, on Twitter at Eric Zane show brought to you by blue frost it. And then YouTube, the almighty YouTube brought to you by Frank Foss, my policy shop insurance, the Medicare advantage plan expert. Thank you for being part of, uh, any and all of those. And of course, wherever you download your podcast from, you can always download the audio podcast. If you would subscribe on uh, more than one Apple podcast, Spotify, Twitter, Twatter, Twitcher, Twasher, Stitcher, Snatcher, whatever. I'm on all of them. Uh, today at 7 p.m., the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast goes down. Okay? There is a live uh, a live stream of that. That's when we do it live. When we do it live, you can see it, and you can actually be part of the audience if you are on Patreon. So sign up on Patreon and be part of it. It's if you're a $10 a month Patreon subscriber, you are invited. Please let me know when you sign up. And whether or not you actually want to be in the audience, you got to let me know so I can add you to the invite list. If you're like, I never get that invite. Well, make sure I know you that you want to be on the invite. I probably send out 100 invites. Usually we get about 20 uh, people, usually the same exact people every time. For those people that I send the invites to, you know, uh, join in. You're, you're welcome to be part of that for crying out loud. All right. Um, here in uh, beautiful, beautiful West Michigan, Grand Rapids, everybody behaved. That is awesome. Congrats to, uh, well, I don't want to say congrats. That sounds weird. But um, I'm just glad that cooler heads prevailed. You know, people milling around chanting uh, uh, no justice, no peace. That's fine. Go ahead and chant no justice, no peace. 
I get it. All right. We sat down and we watched that video uh, yesterday. I am not going to watch it right now because it's it's strong. And uh, But I will tell you this. Mike Pellerito has taken all of those feeds and made them onto one so you can see it simultaneously as it happens from different vantage points, different angles. It actually is um, um, more helpful, I guess, or useful in the viewing of it. So I'm going to send that to you. And uh, there you go. And you can watch it. And I'll also link it up in the show notes. Melissa says if the cop is not charged, they will riot. Uh, maybe. I don't know. You seem to have a crystal ball. You're predicting things. I don't know. Let's just wait. Let's just wait. You know, I, that, that's all I want to say. You you might be right. I don't know. Um, I, I surely hope that um, that it doesn't it doesn't go that way if it does then that's gonna be uh a real shit show fingers crossed that it doesn't i can understand why you would um why you would think that but let's just take it one step at a time um there will be some part of the video that we see today, but not the uh, moment when the uh, when Patrick Lyoya gets shot in the head. And I'm kind of torn at, as to what order to do the next two things because I've got our very own Jason Schaefer ready to go. Um, in fact, I, yeah, you know, J- Jason probably wants to get to bed. He uh, usually uh, is finishing up his day right about now. Uh, man, and Jason, uh, well... His uh, law enforcement background, he has been through the training um, to be in in law enforcement. He has been in law enforcement, so he knows a thing or two about protocols and and steps. And I guess every agency could be different, but um, I have questions and I want to ask him before I speculate on anything. So I'm going to bring in our pal, Jason Schaefer, a calming voice, if you will. Good morning. Hey, buddy. How was the work day for you? Uh, it was decent. Uh, we we doubled up all of our officers at our different sites uh, downtown last night, just in case, but... Um, I guess they were all done by like 11, 1130 because the rain started coming down really hard. And I think that kind of dispersed everybody. Right, right, right. Yeah. So we didn't see any, we didn't see anything by you know, where I work is right across the river from like Rosa Parks downtown and uh, right by the GVSU campus. And so we were kind of expecting something, but um, it never materialized. No, no. Um, so... You know, everybody who uh, has seen that has a, has a comment, has a uh, you know a thought, um, and I guess what I want to ask you about is um, when it comes to what that officer did. Did you see any uh, errors? Um. I saw things that I would do differently if it was me in that position. Um, not necessarily that he did things wrong, just I would have done them differently. 
but that's, you know, that's the hindsight um, thing that everybody has a, a chance and has the luxury of right now. Um, first of all, I want to say it's a lot to unpack. I mean, even in two, two and a half minutes of activity, there's a lot that happens. And if anybody has any questions, I'm not on the, on the Twitch right now, so I can't see the stream yeah. or the chat, but if yeah. you, if somebody has a question, have them ask it and I'll try to answer. Yeah, and I, could, I could, I could read it. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of talk right now, even from the city manager and from the director of the uh, oversight committee uh, for Grand Rapids about disengaging. Just, you know, the opportunity was he could disengage. Maybe we could disengage. That is always an option in law enforcement. And that is taught like in the academy and in your training and things like that. Uh, I can't speak for why that officer didn't disengage. Um, I can only say with my experience, that was very rare. Uh, and there's a couple reasons why, in my opinion, why uh, he didn't disengage and why if I was ever in that situation, I usually didn't disengage. And that's because you have no idea why this person is fighting with you or what they have just done. Um, all this cop knows is he was making a traffic stop on a vehicle that had an improper plate. Um, so you have no idea if the car's stolen. You have no idea if the plate is stolen, which is a felony. You have no idea if the guy just murdered somebody, if he's going to kill somebody, you don't know why he's fighting with you. And so that, that option to disengage isn't used very much based kind of solely on the premise of this person needs to be put under, under arrest on, you know, get them under control so that future things won't happen. You know, it's like, um, you're trying to lessen any kind of damage that can be done or, you know, violence or anything like that. You're trying to get the guy under control as fast as possible. Um, I, I wonder why though it isn't, um, more of a go-to knowing that the backup's on the way and all right. you got to do is buy a minute or, or however long, probably not that much because shortly after the uh, shot rang out, you heard the sirens. So yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple of, and that's, and that's uh, all what you talked about. That's that coulda, woulda, shoulda thing going on. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, just to get this out of the way, um, hindsight is not used in the investigation. No, not at all. Um, they, they won't look at what could he have done or what, you know, what would he have done if this had been different? They don't do that. They look at just the bare facts. Uh, and the, the only standard that they use to, um, to determine if he's going to be charged with anything is the reasonable, reasonableness standard. Did he do what a reasonable person would do in that situation? Someone who's uh, trained the same way and has the same uh, background in terms of his job. Did he do what was reasonable? And that's the only standard that they will use to determine if he's going to be charged criminally. And when it comes down to him being on top of the guy, yep. the, the question will be asked, is it reasonable to draw your weapon right. and shoot so him me, in the head? Let me get into that just a little bit. You asked me earlier if I'd done things differently or if I thought he did anything wrong. Right. One of the things that I would have done differently was not necessarily disengage, but create distance. And the reason why is uh, when I was a police officer, I was the use of force and taser instructor for my department. And one of the things they teach you in the taser school is if you're too close and you 
touch off the taser. Uh, if there's good probe contact, it still might not have the effect that you want because the probes actually spread as they go farther. There's like an eight degree difference in probes. And so as they go farther, they get wider apart. The wider the spread of the probes, the more uh, muscle uh, contraction you have and more incapacitation that you have. So if you shoot somebody point blank with a taser, it's going to hurt like hell, but it's not going to incapacitate their muscles. If you shoot them from 20 feet away and you get one, let's say, in the shoulder blade and one on the thigh, that's where you see people lock up like, you know, a stiff board and they fall down. Yeah. So I think in if if it was me in that situation, I could reverse time and go back. I would have stepped back five feet and then lit him up. And maybe none of this would have happened because then he could have possibly been incapacitated. I'm also going to add that a lot of people don't realize this, but when when he hit that taser and you could hear it, you know, the clack, 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 yeah. that means that those probes did not make contact with his skin. If, if it had been a good contact, you would not have heard the taser. And so when he, when he shot him with the taser, there was no effect. The guy kept fighting. Um, he was, um, the cop was yelling, let go of the taser. Could the uh, taser be used anymore or would it have to be yes. reset yep. up? So there's a cartridge that goes on the end of the taser that can be removed. Um, and there are two little metal probes on the end of the taser. And when, when the cartridge is removed or if you, uh, there's also the metal probes on the cartridge in case the probes don't make contact and that's called a drive stun. And so if you drive stun someone, it doesn't have the same effect as if you shoot them with the probes, but it hurts. It's like getting shocked by 110 volt electricity in your house. And it's pretty painful and it, it has a tendency to change people's minds about what they're doing. Um, but that can be used against the officer and it can be incapacitating because for, you know, a minute or two afterwards, you're not going to feel like if you got shocked on your arm, your arm goes numb. If you get shocked on the chest, all of a sudden your arms aren't going to work or you, you can't move or, you know, it could be, you know, incapacitating of some kind. So in the police officer's training, we're taught a use of force continuum. Okay. So if a suspect escalates use of force, a police officer is allowed by law to go one higher than that. So the guy followed use of force continuum. A lot of people don't think he did, or they're you know saying he was aggressive, but he actually followed use of force continuum pretty well. He started with his, his presence. Then he escalated to verbal when he was telling the guy, you know, Hey, uh, give me your license and all that. And, and he was calm at, begin at the beginning. The police officer was. Uh, then when the guy tried to step away into the front of the car, he escalated it one plus to hands-on. He was affecting an arrest. So as he's fighting with this gentleman, he's going up the steps like he's supposed to, like he was trained to do. Uh, and so when a taser is used and is not effective and a suspect tries to grab that, which it is a weapon, the officer is legally allowed to escalate to lethal force uh, because if you have that used against you, it can be incapacitating. So my guess is, and I don't know this, this is just my opinion. Um, my guess is that guy either had it in his hand uh, and they were wrestling over it, or he actually did get it away from the officer. And we're probably going to see a report that that was under his body, maybe in his hand uh, when he became deceased. So, the officer, even though he's on the guy's back and it looks like he's quote unquote in control of the situation, that's not necessarily true. Okay. Um, what about drawing the weapon in your experience? Is it 
stop or I'll shoot. Can you can you say that? I mean, is that or do they? Because you know, he just he just pulled it out and said, "Let go of the taser, stop," and then shot him right. dead. He right. didn't say. Yeah, so there's no legal requirement to tell someone that they're being arrested. The only legal requirement is if you're going to question them, you have to read a Miranda rights. There's no legal requirement to tell someone stop or I'm going to shoot you if there's a life and death situation. Uh, as a matter of fact, police officers are trained to just react and follow their training and their tactics. And if that means you shoot somebody without telling them you're going to shoot them, so be it. Uh, so he was on the guy's back and I've heard a lot of uh, talk about, well, he was in control. He, you know, once you have someone's back, the fight should be over. That's not the way suspects fight. They will sometimes they continue to fight. Um, even after you shoot them, they'll continue to fight. And so you don't shoot to wound, you shoot to and eliminate the threat. Unfortunately, in this situation, with the officer being on the gentleman's back and, and realizing, okay, I've got to step this up to lethal force, he drew his weapon, it could be that the only target he had open was his head. And now it doesn't look pretty. It's not uh cookie cutter and it's not um like you see in the movies on television but it's designed to eliminate the threat so if the gentleman had gotten the taser away from the officer had pointed the taser at the officer um and the officer feared as a reasonable person that he was going to be harmed or incapacitated and that was his only opening was the headshot that's what had to be done so that answers this. Someone says, why not shoot the suspect in the arm or the leg? Yeah. Um, we're, police officers are trained not to do that. Uh, there are people that do get shot in the arms and legs, and, and sometimes it, it stops the incident. But there's a lot of de- uh, data and a lot of uh, incidents that can, that can be looked up where someone is shot in the arm or the leg, and they continue to fight, and they're armed, and they end up killing the officer or really hurting the officer badly. So the arm and leg shot or shooting a gun out of somebody's hand. That's all Hollywood. That's, that's not how police officers are trained. Okay. Uh, and the other thing too, if you consider the incident that happened where he was on the ground with the suspect and his body was on top of him and covering the suspect, normally officers are trained to shoot for center of mass, which is a zone from your belt to your neck. And then from your shoulder to your shoulder, that square or that rectangle, if that wasn't open or available, that would be another reason why he would he would have shot him in the head. Wow, um, boy, that is a lot. That is a lot to unpack, and um, and you also add into it the variable that I think might come out. I mean, who knows? The cop is not a he doesn't know what the other guy he had, that's unknown. You know, I mean, the guy is standing there holding the phone, but yeah. You know, holy shit. There's, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's one factor in many. I think there's other factors like um, the suspect was probably 30 pounds heavier than the cop. Um, they had been actively fighting for close to two minutes. And I can tell you from my experience, if you're in a fight longer than minute, 90 seconds, you get spent. Yeah. And so this officer may have thought, all right, I'm not going to be able to physically control this guy. He's right. going to turn and and start whooping my butt. Right, and that could have played into his use, you know, his decision to use lethal force. Yeah, that about- and and he's got another person there that's potentially a suspect, or potentially armed. Correct. So he he doesn't know that and correct absolute exhaustion, like muscle failure exhaustion. That right. I don't know if anybody's ever been in a spot where they're absolutely 
you know, like seal training exhausted, that type yeah. of that type of fatigue where if you don't stop, it, it, you're just dead. You know, I mean, my yeah. God. Um, so where do you see this going? I mean, just armchair quarterback. What, what, yeah, that's, what do you think is going to happen? I, I honestly, from what I saw, and again, I don't know all the facts because I'm, I don't have the reports and all that kind of stuff, but from what I saw and from what I heard, I feel that they're going to say that it was a legitimate shooting, but I also feel like the city may, you know, I hate to say it, but I, they may try to throw him under the bus with some sort of a policy violation just to appease the public and, and then terminate him. All right. Well, I guess it's just day by day. And, um, I, I, uh, it's going to take a little time. People are very, very impatient about this. Yeah. And, uh, and oh, they, that's the other thing too. It, we won't get a report. We won't get a final report from the MSP and from the prosecutor's office for probably another two months. Okay. These types of things don't, don't happen overnight. And you know, it, it won't be next week. It's going to be a while. All right. Um, and I do, I do have a lot of, uh, I guess not fear, but I have a lot of concern for the city of Grand Rapids, specifically downtown and, and people that live in that area, because, you know, if, and when they come back with, yeah, it was a justified shooting, people are going to go crazy. Right. They really are. I mean, yeah. it's going to be just like with, uh, George Floyd in Minnesota and, and although those circumstances were different, it's still the same um the same you know well yeah anger, you, that, anger that people have right there you know? there's still a dead guy there and and so people are going right. to respond that way and unfortunately you and i both know that that's the media and that's the the loud mouths that are talking about you know these types of things that are kind of fanning the flames specifically mr womack yeah that I, I just want to add real quick that it's very interesting to me that since you know this same time last year there have been multiple several uh incidences where a african-american person has killed another african-american person in grand rapids and mr womack hasn't said one word about that right right yeah and i i that's why i i stand by it i still say he's a race baiting yeah. uh, uh county county leader he's a leader yeah. and that's why when uh, and that's this little off off topic, but not really. I mean, for him to before anybody saw anything, uh, 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 call this a execution, right. a, a leader. I mean, th those people look up to him. That is to me worse than the media talking about it. He's actually inciting them. You know, that's an incitement yeah. by a leader. Yeah, and so I. That's why I. I. You know, and he can't. He, his he, he's a piece of shit you know i mean i i can't uh i can't even begin to talk about how, how much of a dreadful human being robert s womack is yeah and unfortunately he's got people that eat that like candy on halloween because right um it's just the popular thing to do and people unfortunately there's a lot of people that just don't want to uh research things for themselves they just take things verbatim from him and other people that are in that same position as the gospel truth and exactly. it's not and and you know if you look at something like this piece by piece and go through it methodically and slowly sometimes what you see and what you hear 
either have an explanation, a valid explanation, or it's not quite the way you saw it. And you look at the, the broader picture and, the you know, you kind of step outside of it and see the perspective a little bit differently and things make a little bit more sense. So like I've said before, uh, these types of incidences are not pretty. Obviously it's very tragic that the gentleman died and it's, you know, pretty gruesome the way that he died, but does it amount to a criminal act? I don't think so. Um, what did you think about the chief and how he approached this? I actually heard civil rights attorney Ben Crump, who's representing the family yeah. of Loyola, um, say, hey, he did a pretty damn good job. Uh, well, I mean, he's new to uh, the position, so he's obviously getting tried by fire here. I think he's only been in, in the office for two two months. Yeah. Month and a half, two months. Yeah. So for him to step into something like this is is pretty uh, stressful, I'm sure. Although he did come from Chicago, so they dealt with this stuff. They deal with this stuff all the time in Chicago. But I I don't know if I necessarily agree with the release of the video before the investigation is done or or this soon. I I understand why he did. Um, We'll see if it helps with, you know, like the crowd control and all that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know if, if I was in that position, if I would do that, I would, you know, maybe hold off a little bit more and get some more investigation of it done before I, you know, re- because if you release the video and you have nothing else with it that can be released or that you're willing to release, then that's all the public is seeing. And of course, right. people are going to form their opinions. Now, if you come at, at them with a press conference say, okay, here's the video. Here's the other stuff we found. Here's the, you know, his fingerprints are all over this taser. The taser was found under his body. We have the officer statement. Yeah. Um, that leads, you know, to more of a conclusion of what happened or, or explanation of what happened. Um, yeah. And then there's also, if they, if they chose to not release it, they could have, they could have said, look, in the event that there is a trial, this video being all over the world now makes this more difficult for all parties involved and yeah. in the, under the guise of justice, um, uh, everybody is entitled to fairness and impartiality through the jury, uh, uh, method, you know? Right. And, and so right. they, they, they could have done that, but at the same time, um, the, black community and the uh blm community is like oh fuck this shit we want it now we want it now we and we want his name and we want this and we want that we demand this i don't envy his job i mean it's a real tightrope that he's walking where he's got to appease the public he also has to do his due diligence of you know an investigation and, and during that investigation making it very obvious that hey we're not we're not meddling with the investigation we're not swaying it one way or the other we're letting state police take care of it the prosecutor's office take care of it we are you know at this point in time grpd is there just strictly as a supportive role yeah providing the information and then letting the other entities decide what happens hey why the hell would anybody want to be a cop these days uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I tried to get back into law enforcement for several years after I was done and it never, it just never worked out various things. Um, but I'm counting my blessings now that I'm not in that role. Uh, although I miss it every day, I don't think I would want to do that job right now. And I have a lot of, 
uh, a lot of respect for people that are still willing to put the uniform on, especially the day after or the days after something like this happens, because you got to talk, you know, you're talking 300 GRPD officers that are still putting the uniform on every day and going out and dealing with the public now that has, you know, all this, uh, they're incensed at what happened and, you know, it just makes their job, you know, yeah. multitude more difficult than it has to be well yeah every traffic you know, stop is like a white of uh, a white knuckle uh um uh experience because you don't know what yep. what kook and what you know i mean it just your your mind yeah. plays tricks with you it affects your judgment yeah and, and you got to think of it from the, the public's perspective too that can be detrimental to the public because now all you have all these officers that are going to be on ultra high alert and not to say that any of them are going to be trigger happy, but when you are stressed and you are super ultra vigilant about stuff, um, some things can probably get blown out of proportion. And, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to be another shooting, but you get somebody that wants to square off with the police officers and, and act like a tough guy out there and have all this bravado from this incident, the cops are going to have to do their jobs. And I, I'd hate to see that happen. I just, you know, I, if I was the chief, I'd be adding one more thing of you, you know, people just need to relax and let us do our jobs and, you know, try to be peaceful about it. So far it has been, but that could change. You hey, know? Yep. Yep. I hear you, man. Well, yeah. hey, thank you for your time. Uh, nighty night, right? We're going to bed. Yeah, now. I'll, go to, I'll probably step to the end of the, the pod and then I'll probably go to sleep. I just want to add one more thing. If anybody has another question that wasn't answered or, or, you know, wants some, my opinion on other things, they can contact me or message me or whatever. Uh, I'm not an expert in everything by any means, but you know, I was, I went through a lot of training and eight years of experience and I've got a little bit more insight than just the regular guy on the street. So Fair enough. That, that's that's very kind of you. All right. Well, you heard that, folks. All right. Well, Jason, thank you, buddy. Hey, man. Appreciate All it. All right. Yep. There you go. Jason, doing a fine job as always. little insight there. Um. Okay. Where am I here? What the hell am I doing? Hang on. No, I got to regroup. Daisy snoring away. Jay, uh, Jason does a great job. I always enjoy having him on on the air or on the podcast. Okay. Patreon starts up uh, shortly after this one gets done. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Sign up for five or ten bucks a month. Do that, please. Tag accounting 616 301 9516. Tax deadline coming up very fast. Four days. I'm not kidding. If you drop it off or upload it on the online portal for tag accounting, you can get your taxes done still. Okay? That's the only way you can do it. Uh, no in-persons, no in-person appointments, but they you might get it done at like midnight, but it will be done and filed appropriately all the way up to the 18th. Tag accounting. I have today to talk about them, tomorrow to talk about them, and that's it for the year. Tag accounting, 616-301-9516. Thanks to the Zaniacs uh, who've banged on tag accounting's doors. 
from anywhere in the U.S. Thank you so much. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Get into a refi. Get into your first mortgage. Get into your 10th mortgage. Uh, again, a sponsor that's anywhere in the U.S., four exceptions. So South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii. NMLS number 3035 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. We have hot water in the Eric Zancho podcast household. Thank you so much to Joe Martinez of A&E Heating and Cooling. Uh, Joe installed my boiler when he was working for the man years ago. Now he's his own man. And uh, his amazing company, A&E Heating and Cooling, continues to grow. 616-516-8579. If you need any type of service or preventative maintenance, it won't be long till we're, far- till we're firing up the air conditioners. I almost said fart. Till we're farting up, firing up the air conditioners before you turn that thing on. You must have it tuned up. So call now and talk to his lovely daughter and make an appointment. Okay, it's a family affair at A&E Heating and Cooling. For the longest time, it was just Joe. But because of the Zaniacs providing so much work for him, he had to expand. He's got two cohorts they are son-in-laws who he bosses around and then they work while he goes to uh, vegas with his lovely wife Teresa, and um they gamble and then he gets drunk as a skunk and she leaves him and runs off with several giant black men anyway 616-516-8579 okay to compare what jason was talking about Um, by the way, when I was doing the, uh, live stream of the release of this video, Wood TV eight, God, I couldn't believe it. They're sitting there showing the press conference and then you get to like the, the, the big moment and they go, well, we're, we're going to cut away here because the language gets bad and, and, uh, and this is like a uh, horrific thing to watch. So. We're going to cut away. And I'm like, wait, no, you can't. You shouldn't be uh, touting that you're showing it then. You should have just directed everyone to the city's YouTube page, which is what I just went with the Wood TV one because I trusted it. No more. Uh, So I, uh, when we were doing our little viewing of it, I went, oh no, holy shit, right at the moment. So I quickly had to like X out and log in and go to the city's YouTube and, and hit it and uh, was able. It was just fucking surreal. Um, okay. So, but anyway, they doing some follow-up. This is, uh, this is interesting because this is a use of force expert. And so compare it, I guess, to what this, uh, to what Jason says, this use of force expert uh, spoke to Wood TV yesterday, and uh, this is this is how it went. Coverage continues now as we hear from a national expert in police use of force. Right, he's testified in major cases, including the murder of George Floyd. Today, he watched the videos at the request of Target Eight. He says the struggle that led to the shooting should have never have happened. Target Eight investigator Ken Colker watched the video with that expert. Ken. Professor Seth Stoughton watched as the videos were released by the Grand Rapids Police Department. And there's the gunshot. 
Stoughton was a prosecution expert in the death of George Floyd and in the fatal shooting by Minnesota police officer Kim Potter, who said she thought she was firing a taser, not a gun. I still can't believe that happened. Taser, taser, taser. She's holding a pistol. I see a lot of uses of force, a lot of uses of fatal force. None of them are, are easy to watch. This one certainly is not. He says the officer's first mistake was chasing Patrick Leoya after the traffic stop. Should it have gone, gotten this far? Should it have gotten to the point where that shot was fired? Uh, no, no, it, it shouldn't have. If one person in a car goes running away, the officer just kind of watches and waves goodbye while they deal with the people who are in the car. Now, he's making it sound like that is a hard and fast rule. And that is contradictory to quite a degree of what Jason was talking about. But this guy acts like, oh, no, if someone runs away, you have to let them go. I don't believe that. I, I believe Jason more than I believe this guy. I, I would say that that could be an option or something that could be done. But the way he so uh, firmly says that is what you do, I don't believe that. Um, safety safety should always be a priority. Police, he says, could have identified him and gotten a warrant later. It is preferable to go slower and safer than it is to go quick, more quickly and less safely. He watched as the officer and the man wrestled. And that officer has no idea how to control that guy. And questioned why the officer pulled his taser when he did. And deploying the taser at close range is not a good idea. That's exactly what Jason was saying, so that adds up. Because the guy can grab it. That's exactly why you don't do that. He listened as the officer... Jason talked about how you have a better chance of incapacitating the suspect if you're from distance because of the probes being further apart seizes the body officer yelled for leoya to let go of his taser but he says there's not enough in the videos to show whether the shooting was justified if the officer justifiably feared for his life or that he could have faced great bodily harm when he fired the shot this guy here see this guy standing around how come i don't know my instinct tells me to assist it raises some very significant red flags. It's not in and of itself proof positive that the officer committed a crime. It's also not in and of itself proof positive that the officer did not commit a crime. I would want more information than just this video. The key, he says, is the taser exactly where it was at the time of the shooting and its capability after being fired twice. At Adventure Credit Union, we're all... Thank you, Adventure Credit Union. Appreciate you. All right. That is where we stand. And um, honestly, the good news, nobody got hurt last night. And no one's. Uh, we thought it was going to be free kill wins downtown Grand Rapids yesterday. But no, we have uh, gotten through the day. And there was not a free kill wins event. Um, so that is good. I noticed that some of the people, when they would uh, board up the windows, they would like board up their windows and then write Patrick Lyoya on it. And I think, I think that's good. That's actually um, uh, a, a good thing. If you want to save your business, you put the boards up and then you write, yeah, Patrick Lyoya and then BLM. You could have a bunch 
a fucking MAGA hat wearing pieces of shit. It could say like MAGA store. Doesn't matter. You you make you want to make sure you write BLM all over it. And then I would even write uh break the windows of the place next door uh with an arrow. Break this guy's windows. That's what you need to do, you know? All right. Okay. I got a tinkle. I got a tinkle. I got it. I'll just let you guys hang here with Mother Mary, and uh, you can talk to her, and then I'll be back. Okay? How does that sound? Don't go anywhere. That's loud. Okay, I'll be back. And we're back. And we are back. We're back in the saddle again. I'm back in the saddle again. We're moving on. We're moving on. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 616-532-6600. Get your car fixed at Irvine's. An amazing uh, company. E-R-V-I-N-E-S. Locally owned, veteran owned, lady owned, family owned, all those things. They're a family. She's a lady. She's a veteran. And they're local. That's a lot. Get your cars repaired at Irvine's. The best technicians. I or, sir, what, what am I supposed to say? Techs? I can't say mechanics now. That's like illegal in the trade. You you can't do that anymore. Uh, E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvine's.com. Amazing Google reviews. Hundreds, if not thousands, of satisfied customers at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. They are smack dab in the middle of Grand Rapids. So if you're cruising down 44th Street, just a, a few streets east of 131 is Stafford. That's where you will see them. Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance, the Medicare Advantage Plan expert. If you or someone you know or love is turning 65 or already is, they should talk to Frank. You can help facilitate that. 616-914-4070. You know someone in your life that has Medicare. I guarantee it. So you start with, hey, I can save you money. What? Huh? Yeah. uh, This podcast I listened to. There's a guy on there who's a Medicare Advantage plan expert. Most people, when they do their Medicare, they do it wrong. Just talk to him for five minutes to determine that yours is on the up and up. If it's not, he'll make it so it is, saving you money. And this doesn't cost you anything. It's free. 616-914-4070. Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Get a car from Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A. Sarah Honda Granville. Whether it's a brand new car, that might require a, w- a little bit of a wait. You know, we're still in that kind of weird spot, but sometimes you get lucky. Uh, the cars kind of fly out as soon as they uh, arrive there at Sarah Honda Granville because they still have that inventory issue. But still, they got a ton of certified pre-owned cars, used cars, uh, budget cars, you name it. Sarah Honda Granville. S-E-R-R-A, SarahHondaGranville.com. SarahHondaGranville.com. Oh, my gosh. We have the multi-talented Kyle 
from dumpster divers is here. You look like you look confused right now. What are you doing? <laughs> this ain't good. What's the matter? Can you not hear me? <laughs> he, he can't hear me. And then he hung up. <laughs> Hang on. Let me call him. Hello. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, dude. Um, yeah. So, are you trying to bring me in right now? Yeah, I could see you and I could hear you. Yeah. So, um, I downloaded the Zoom app or whatever. I just tried to get back in, but I couldn't. I couldn't hear you. You couldn't hear me. Yeah, dude. I didn't know what was going on, dude. Uh, I, I wonder. Yeah. If, I think it's because I downloaded the app, dude. Um. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I, I can see you again. All right. So I'm back in, yeah, I'm clicking the, yeah, shit. I think it wants me to use the headphone thing switch to yeah. use headphones. Now, now we can hear you and see you. Like we're looking at you with the phone to your ear right now and we can hear you through the mic perfectly. For sure. Dude. <laughs> but, but, but you can't hear me. No, dude. <laughs> okay. What's up with these technical issues, dude? I don't know. It's it, it, everything was uh, was fine the last time, it, and and you and you 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 did some type of change. Yeah, I do- well because I downloaded the app because I thought it would be better on the computer. But yeah. last time I just signed in from the browser. Maybe I should sign out and try to sign in from the browser. Totally up to you. I mean, if if you want, you can do it with the phone to your ear. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, you know what? I'll do that. I'll just hold on. Let me. Uh, yeah, I'll just put it on speaker, dude. Well, if you do that, I think I think it'll work just fine. Oh yeah, can can you hear yourself? Are you? No, no, we. I yeah, can't. I can't hear. I can, all I can hear is you perfectly. So yeah, what I did is I I, I turned down the uh, gain a little bit because I was listening to myself last time and I was loud as hell. Does this sound better? It's it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Where are you? Looks like you're doing. It looks like you're in like a warehouse or something. So yeah, this I am in our new office, um, which is still very bare bones. Like we, like well, there's not really like a lot going on in here, but we we just moved in and uh, we're getting it all fixed up and stuff. But yeah, it's we're we're almost we're here, dude. When I visit you Saturday, we will iron this out. I don't. It's I. I don't know what the hell happened, but it doesn't matter. We'll fix it. Oh, we'll fix. Oh no, the lights turned off, dude. <laughs> this is okay. <laughs> is it? Is it like a um uh, motion sensor light setup? For sure, yeah. And I'm not near that right now. But this is. Is it cool? You want to? You guys want to see me in the mystical darkness? You look fantastic as always. <laughs> cool. Okay, so you've had all these setbacks, and uh, but still you're ready to get after it, uh, Kyle. So talk to me. What have you been up to in the last week since we last uh, since we last met? Well, we're just partying, dude. Um, well, not partying, but um, nothing really. Uh, like I said, we were trying to move in here. Um, um, we put down. Well, mostly Emilio did it, to be honest with you, because I was cru- out cruising around and stuff. But we put down carpet. Um, we, you know, painted the walls and stuff. Got a little, 
a little door, a little door vinyl on. Cause our door kind of looks like, you know, um, like detective shows, uh, where they have like a little, little tiny office with like the door that's like kind of glass, but kind of not. I didn't even know that you guys were, were moving. I didn't because if I remember correctly, you kind of just based the business out of Emilio's house. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we got sick of it basically. <laughs> so now you're, uh, you're, you're official. You guys are doing the, doing this, uh, this whole thing. Where is that exactly where the dumpsters are? Or do you have to travel a different place to get to the dumpsters? Yeah, no, we, uh, we store the dumpster. Well, we store most of the dumpsters at the landfills, you know, like, uh, uh like north and south like rockford and byron center area and we have a couple in like this other lot but we 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 just store the trucks here and then we're gonna have like a little little storefront and stuff where we can sell junk out of right on junk like when we find like the good stuff you know what i mean we can we can resell like we just sold an air conditioner that was pretty cool like a like a window air conditioner no, like uh, like like one of the newfangled ones that like you can move around and like it's got like hoses and stuff. Somebody threw that out. Well, yeah, we did a junk removal and they were like, um, they're like, this still works. We just got another one for Christmas, and I was like, all right, then we're gonna resell that bad boy. You know what I mean? No, no, no need to put it in the landfill, baby. So, are you thinking of like having your own store, like a like a Goodwill store? You can have a dumpster diver store. Yeah, well, kinda. Um, the the setup is i mean it's kind of like we have a storefront yeah um but we're, we're going to use like facebook marketplace and stuff mostly you know what i mean yeah yeah all right um okay man well what's on your mind today uh for another edition of it's it's kind of weird the 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 segment's called let's kill and everybody's talking about that poor guy getting shot in the back of the head oh yeah that's uh <laughs> Yeah, maybe not a good Thursday. Yeah, call let's, go. let's let's call it, let's call it uh let's call it, let's celebrate with Kyle today. <laughs> okay, Cele- Kyle's happy time. Take us away to a happy yeah. place, Kyle. Kyle's happy time. Yeah, it's it's funny you asked about where I, I did want to talk about the office too. So yep, we are soups of fish at this point. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have like we're gonna have a little storefront. So um, I'll be. I don't know. I'll try to let you guys know when we have cool stuff if anybody wants to buy stuff from the, from the show. Yeah, you can have like uh, first available to Zaniac show members. We can sell it on the show. Like uh, it used to be a thing we do on the radio called Tradio. Yeah, old Floyd, he's got a John Deere ta- tractor for sale. Uh, call him up. You know, one of those deals. <laughs> Tradio, dude. I like that. That's clev. <laughs> <laughs> Um, first thing I want to talk about is check this out. I'm going to try to put this up to the Emilio got me this coffee cup for Christmas and, um, it's my office coffee cup. It just says you're fucking fire, dude. <laughs> and, um, so that's what I'm going to be drinking my coffee on from here on out. Okay. Got you. Hey, you gotta love that Emilio. Do you ever get nice gifts for him? Yeah, I got him. Uh, I can't, I can't tell you what it is on the radio. Cause it's, it's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's hilarious and it's controversial, um, but it is good. It's like I got him this thing, but essentially what I did is my big thing. Um, I didn't actually talk about this last week when we were talking about the the Christmas present stuff. But my big thing is like per, like doing personal like personalization of gifts. <laughs> so um, like I'm, I'm a big I'm a big uh, repeat customer of Personalization Mall. I don't know if have you heard of that site. No, before? no. 
Oh, dude. That's it. Okay, I'm telling you for, for next Christmas, dude, for your wives, dude, go on personalizationmall.com. There's like tons of like cutesy shit for like, you know, you, you know, wives and girlfriend, you know, like significant others and stuff. But yeah, you can like choose like a thing and then you can customize it however you want, you know, like pictures, sayings or whatever. It's if you're looking to do like like new age, like next level type gifts, dude, then you want to go to personalization mall, baby. You're such a hippie that the word gifts come out as gaffs. Gaffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So it sounds like you're all about that. Uh, let's see. Sarah says, uh, why is Kyle in the dark? Uh, it's motion sensor. She says, I can't see the dimpies. She's upset about that. And Linda, there you go. Linda says, if you ever come across in your junk removal exploits, she uh, concert t-shirts or band t-shirts or shit like that. She wants dibs on those. Heck yeah. So save them. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, what else do you want to talk about, Kyle? What do you got for uh, bangers for us today? Let's take a little look, skis, dude. Um, you can. Oh, yeah. Did I sign that? Am I, am I still on the phone? Yeah, I'm still on the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just I'm just in, we'll just say I'm in the darkness because I'm I, this is my Batman. Sec- I mean, I'm being Batman today. This is my Batman. Okay. Sec- okay, fine. So I'm in the dark, baby. Um, so I wrote down, I, st- I still got fucking Rose city motors on here from last time. So yeah, let's just have, uh, you know, two, two second remembrance of my fucking guy. Actually, Hey, I re-listened to it last week. Did you call that fucking guy Norv? I, th- uh, I don't remember. I think, I think <laughs> I did. I think his name is Norv. I'm like, yeah, I know I was like re-listening and I'm like, damn, I'm like, Eric Zane knew that fucking guy's name. I'm yeah. Like, well, I, I think he said it in the thing. He said, oh, hey, this is Norv. What's his face? And then he looks at the child and goes, I like your hair. What school do, <laughs> What school do you go to? <laughs> I like it. Like, he looks at the child. Um, yeah, so I, I, di- I just didn't delete Rose City Motorist. But yeah, give a little <laughs> shout out to my guy Norv at Rose City. Um, <laughs> oh, here's the thing I wrote down. So check this out. Um have you seen this fucking show? Uh, it just came out. Well, it came out like last week, I think, on Netflix called The Fucking Ultimatum. No, but it's, it's a lot of people talking about it. Oh, dude. So oh, I, I guess I don't know. I, I assume a lot of people are talking about it. But let me let me fucking tell you what the show is, Eric Zane. I'm going to tell you like the, the technical description of what the show is, like, like what it actually is. Then I'm going to tell you what it really fucking is when you think about it because it's, that's the Kyle way of thinking about it. So here's what it is, right? So it's called The Ultimatum, which is you fucking got some um, people who want to be on TV, but they're also a couple, right? <laughs> and they ain't fucking doing too hot, okay? Like, they're having, they're having some chubs, okay? And so they yeah. go on the show, and uh-huh. the show is you're like one of the pe- people in the couple gave the other an ultimatum, like, listen, either we're getting married at the end of this or we're breaking up baby you know what i mean okay and, and so what they do is um the way that they do that is they come as a couple and then they break up like immediately <laughs> and then you go, you date somebody else that's on the show because so there's i think there was like six couples or five couples maybe and you just choose somebody else like you break up with the person you came with and you go date somebody else for three weeks and like you live with them and shit right and so you're trying to figure out like, like, Hey, like, like there's three things that can happen. Either you go date this person, then you get back with the person you came with and you get married because you love them like so much or whatever. 
or you break up with that person and you just be single or whatever, or you break up with the original person and then you date the other person that you that you dated for three weeks like you can choose them and then like start a relationship with them right <laughs> so as you can imagine eric saying mass fucking chaos yes right? like, it's, <laughs> it sounds stupid to me holy shit oh dude it is it's 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 even more cringy than the bachelor slash bachelorette or whatever yeah like like you watch it and you're just like you're like addicted to like, like let's see what kind of shit these people can get into right yeah i see that uh sam the jew says yeah his my wife watches that show people love that type of cringe stuff but i have i've always uh been really turned off by those shows i'm always like i just it's so fucking dumb to me you know oh dude i'm i'm with you like i'm not the thing is, like, I'm not into it, but then, like, I watch it, and I'm like, somebody get in a fucking fight, dude. And then, like, when they, <laughs> they get in the fights, I'm just like, oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Plus, also, when you're when you're in, like, like, like me and Blue, like, watch it together, and it's, like, it's always nice to, like, watch other people who are fucking just juggling, dude. And then, like, you look at each other, you're like, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Yes, exactly. Hey, how's she, um, hey how how did how's she doing? I mean, uh, I I uh, that that brief moment I talked to her, she seemed just fantastic. I can't. Am I gonna see her on Saturday when I come over? Oh yeah, dude, you'll see her, dude. Okay, sure. good, good. Um. So, anyways, right? So the show happens. It's mass fucking chaos or whatever. And um, the thing is, like the people like th- that they date for three weeks or whatever. They kind of like some of them like they get into each other. You know what I mean? And like like one person, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but the point is, right, they do have a reunion show, right? And the thing, <laughs> the crazy part is um, one of the couples, like the secondary couples, like when they got together, like when the show started, yeah, like near the end of their time, like right on national television, like they're like making out and like this chick like grabs the dude's dick and like <laughs> in bed and stuff or whatever. And I'm like, like that's what I live for, right? I'm just like, oh, dude. I'm like the reunion show. Like you, they gotta talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, cause like the original couple has got to be like, dude, you just let that chick grab your dick on national TV. You know, it, it's just chaos, dude. It's cool. <laughs> but so that's what the show is, right? So that's like the technical description. But now let me tell you the Kyle Tiller version of what the show is, right? Sure. So here's, here's what fucking happened, right? You got the dudes at Netflix or who's ever on the board at Netflix. They're like, listen, guys, we need some fucking show ideas, dude. And then like one guy goes, all right, guys, follow me on this one really quick, right? Here's what we fucking do. We're going to get some dumbass people, right? And then Netflix is like, check. We like that. Um, we're going to get some dumbass people. We're going to put them on the show. And here's what we're going to do. We are going to, we're going to make them have an affair (laughs) on national television. They're all going to have affairs. Um, And we're just going to fucking record it. (laughs) And that's the end of the meeting, dude. And then like the head of Netflix was just like, I like where you're going with this, Ben. Like, that's nice. You know, let's fucking do this thing, dude. Well, that's what it is, dude. Like me and Blue talk about it. I was like, this is kind of like some of these shows are pretty fucking irresponsible, dude. And I'm like that, this the ultimatum is definitely one dude like they li- they literally just made people have affairs on tv well and recorded it uh, you know i i yes and no because these people know what they're signing up for and they're paid oh, sure. and they're paid so you take however whatever number of people give them a little bit of money but in the scope of what it costs to make a show it's not that much of a money it's incredibly cheap to make these shows and then you just got a fucking video crew to shoot it all. A lot of the cameras aren't even manned. 
Um, and you know, I mean, it's a, it's a low cost way to make a ton of cash. Okay. Oh, for sure. Plenty of plenty of opportunities to make money there. That that is what a lot of uh, a lot of shows are based on these days. Yeah. And uh, anyways, um, point is, if you got some, you'll, I mean, you'll get sucked into it because you want to see these people, you know, entrench themselves in a little, a little chaos. But um, yeah, if you got some time, I'd watch it if you want to just feel good about your life, Eric Zane. Uh, Chris <laughs> says they're probably fake couples to begin with. They could all be actors and actresses, I guess. Dude, you know what? That could that could be a possibility because let me tell you about this. One of the guys on there is like a social media influencer slash uh, he like go, like a bar enthusiast. Those people who go to bars and like get people more people in the bars. I don't know what you fucking call those people. Yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's. I mean, it is very possible. They all wanted to be on TV. Let's fucking face it, dude. Right. All right. Sounds very stupid. I won't watch. All right. So, yeah, that was one thing. Oh, fuck. Here's the next thing I, I wrote down. Okay, let me just, I'm just fucking tell you about this story, Eric Zane. So, I'm cruising home um, in a, uh, yesterday or the day before. I can't, I can't ma'am. Um, but, and this is an area you'll know pretty well. I pulled up to um, Chicago Drive and Cottonwood, right? Like, uh, like coming from like behind like the at home store or whatever. Um, whatever that road's called. So I'm just, I'm stopped at the light, um, at, uh, uh, fuck, Chicago, fuck dude, Chicago drive and, um, Cottonwood. And I'm sitting there. Right. And this, I look in front of me and I know it's, I know it's a college girl. Cause I can just tell, cause she's got like bumper stickers and like a somewhat shitty car. Um, so I knew it was a college girl. Right. But like, I was behind her and I'm like looking like in the rear view and like in, in, in her mirrors too. And I'm like, she's crying, dude. I'm like, what what's she crying about like you know what i mean like you see like these random events and you get like somewhat invested so right. I'm like i wonder what's going on dude like like why is this shit crying and like she kept like looking down so i figured she was looking at her phone and i'm like oh dude like is she on a call is she did she get some texts i'm like what's going on with this bitch dude and like <laughs> felt, felt a little bad about it but like i was trying to figure out what's going on so of course i did a very cringy thing and then when the light turned green i got over into the next lane and ended up somewhat next to her when we got to Baldwin and Cottonwood. So we're sitting there. I look over. And so I was trying to be, you know, being a good human and like, like I feel bad, like, you know, what's going on. And then my faith in humanity was destroyed. Eric Zane. Yeah. Here's what, this, here's what she was fucking doing. Right. She's driving and she's watching a, like a movie or a show or some shit on her phone. And the movie slash show was making her sad. <laughs> and she's fucking, so she's watching TV while driving, which is don't do that for number one. Um, but number two, I'm like, okay, like, l let me ask you this side question first, like just to all the listeners out there. Um, if you're a lady, um, what, what were you guys doing in uh, driver's ed class when you were supposed to be paying attention? Like what, what, were, like what was going on? Like, what were you thinking about? Cause I know they fucking said, listen, if you're emotionally charged, <laughs> probably not the best time to be driving. Right. Yeah. Right. I can't now imagine. Yeah. I'm sorry. What was that? No, I was just going to say the whole idea of uh, living in a time when a phone did not exist. The, right. I mean, talking, there's gotta be uh the the amount of um, the uh, uh, how how less of attention we pay now to 
the road because we've got literally the world at our fingertips is right. remarkable. I'm surprised there isn't there aren't more dead. I'm surprised like <laughs> 90% of motorists should be dead. But, you know, I mean, my God, for some reason we manage or somehow we manage. I know, dude. So, yeah, that's like that's exactly what I was thinking, too, because I'm like, so like I, it all just like started like making me ask questions. I'm like, OK, so now it's 2022 and we're all we've evolved or devolved, I guess, as a species, however you want to say it, to not not only are we not or not only are we emotionally charged while driving, but we're watching movies while driving to make ourselves emotionally charged. <laughs> then I started thinking about like driver's ed these days you know what i mean like you know the, the middle-aged you know dude with a mustache standing in front of the class teaching him is, is going listen guys don't just don't be watching movies while you're driving that you yeah. know that's gonna make you like what kind of like changes has driver's ed classes had to make to like catch up with 2022 because i was just looking at, i was just looked over and i was like are you kidding me dad you're watching a movie right now yeah i know it i don't uh it's 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 that we're constantly hearing about somebody drives off the road or kills an old lady or some shit like that or a pedestrian or some guy on a bike and and holy fuck yeah so yeah so that's uh that's what happened to me yesterday Alexander. just or the day before whatever day it was sometime this week um just just a chick watching uh just watching a movie while driving sarah says you should have blown your horn and i'm guessing she would have wanted you to like yell at her say hey don't watch tv while you're fucking driving you dumb bitch <laughs> it was it was too late dude it was her, her, she i mean if she made the decision that means her mind works a certain way and you know what i mean like when you're when you're arguing or talking with some people and like you're just like oh like your your whole mindset is just way different than mine just just no way you would have gotten through to her for sure yeah i agree i agree kyle all right we got time for one more all right so check this out i just pulled up um a couple headlines and whatnot so i just wanted to clue you in on a couple sweet ass storms i saw Check or not storms. Why did I say storms? Stories, stories, stories. Yes. I don't know. Check this out. This headline alone is just is worth the price of admission. But check this out. Man gets two years for multi-state motorized golf cart thefts. <laughs> so that's sweet as hell to begin with. But then guess what? It happened in Fargo, North Dakota, which is already intense. That makes it more intense. But then get this. The guy was from Florida, right? So a Florida dude is in Fargo, North Dakota, just jacking golf carts, dude. And his <laughs> his name is Nathan Rodney Nelson, baby. So, I mean, just all of these things fit, dude. All right. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking at it right now. The audience can see it. Investigators say he stole at least 63 golf carts in seven <laughs> states worth at least $283,500. The funny thing is, my favorite part about this headline is, like, I want to, like, get inside this guy's head. Because when I was a little kid, like, I wanted my own personal golf cart. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like willing, I was like, I wanted to, I wanted to have a golf cart. Like, so I'm wondering if this dude just has like a part of his brain that's just like childlike. And he's like, dude, I'm going to just be jacking golf carts, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, I guess so. And then he says there, he came up with the idea to steal golf carts because he wanted to solve his financial problems. <laughs> and from there, it became easier and easier for him to stray from his long-held moral compass, said his attorney, Laurel 
uh, Meckel. He pleaded guilty in December. His sentencing calls for him to serve three years of supervised release. Oh, he got off easy. Uh, three years of supervised release and pay back about $14,000. Dude, that's, that's, uh, I mean, everybody knows that in all like the post-apocalyptic movies that they get made and stuff. I mean, you got to jack golf carts to make ends meet. You know what I mean? Kyle Ryan says, it sounds like this would make a great plot for season five of the show Fargo. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, I, just, I just got to tell you one more headline before I go, because this one actually is related to me. Yeah. Not, it's not related to me. I'm not in the story. But check this out. Mechanic reaps windfall from art in Connecticut dumpster. Right? So basically, ah. this dude is like a mechanic or whatever, and somebody threw away a bunch of paintings in their fucking dumpy, like by their place. Right. And um, the guy fucking took them out and just made millions of bucks. I'm like, are you... Like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, I do this every day, and I, I can't find nothing cool, dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can just imagine you're like every single dumpster that you see is like, hey, I, maybe this is the one. Maybe I can find something. I know, dude. I actually, actually, I just the other day, I stopped. I had found like a bunch of foreign money in a dumpster, and like I stopped to finally like trade it in or whatever. And the guy's like, yeah, all of this money is from countries that don't exist anymore because I had no fucking clue where they're from. And he was like, I'll give you two bucks for him. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'll fucking take the two bucks. Countries that don't exist anymore? Yeah, like Burma. Like Burma was one of them. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking Burma, dude. So why didn't you, did you look it up ahead of time? Or did you wait until you actually went to try to sell the guy the cash? Well, no, I mean, I was I was trying to look him up beforehand. But like, I mean, like, what do you do? Like, like like some of the like the money would have like different languages on it so was it was one of them did it say uh country of zamunda and eddie murphy's picture was on the fucking thing <laughs> no definitely not zamunds um <laughs> but yeah no i could i just i had no idea where this money was from because i couldn't fucking like it was all foreign and shit and I, like one i was like looked like a chinese dude or an asian dude but that was the one from burma so i mean that kind of made sense a little bit but um I couldn't tell you what I don't. What the hell did Burma become? I don't know. I I honestly I don't know. Actually, and I don't even know if it doesn't exist anymore. But I think it doesn't. I think it changed. Uh, like, what the fuck did Burma? We'll, we'll find that out. Oh, it became Myanmar. Myanmar. Yep. There we go. That's right. It's the Southeast Asian country nation of more than a hundred ethnic groups bordering India, Bangladesh, China, Laos, and Thailand. Fucking Myanmar, dude. That's what it's all about, baby. <laughs> all right. Have a good day, okay? All right. Have a good one, my friend. All right. I'll talk, I'll talk to you on Saturday. All right. Sounds good. See you then. All right. Get out of here. <laughs> Bye. Now the lights come on. Holy shit. Oh, God. That is awesome. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle from Dumpster Divers. Thank you once again. And uh, that's it. You're a good man. Tyler says, LOL, Kyle was probably Googling purple money with Asian looking dude on it and looking at images. Nick says, you should have asked for more. It's money from a uh, extinct country. I don't know if they call them extinct countries. I guess uh, uh, the lights went on because not Black Emilio came walking into there. 
Sexy voice Andrea says, my mom gave each of the kids a dong. I'm assuming dong would be currency. Yes. That is a Vietnamese dong. It's been the currency of Vietnam since 1978. So, and I'm, and I'm guessing she like went the extra mile on the joke, got the dong, and then was like, hey, you guys want a dong? <laughs> That's what I picture happening with your mother. All right. Thank you to Kyle Dumpster Divers, uh, DumpsterDiversLLC.com. All right. I'm on Cameo. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Mother's Day fast approaching. Okay. Hire me for Mother's Day. I'm telling you, I will score so many points for you for Mother's Day. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. I put a post up on Twitter and Facebook for Berlin Raceway. Uh, The icebreaker is the first race. It comes up Saturday. Racing starts at 4 p.m. If you go to my social media and you either on Facebook share it or Twitter retweet the posts, they're pinned right to the top of those, you're in the running for a family five-pack of tickets. I have tickets to give away all racing season long. I'm not going to lie to you. This opening weekend will be for the hardiest of souls because at 4 p.m., well, it'll probably be about 50 degrees then. So that I guess that's not terrible, all right? But uh, 12 by 18 coolers are allowed. No glass, no alcohol. You can get tickets at berlinraceway.com for the Berlin Icebreaker opening weekend at the track. Um, tickets normally... Well, for this race, they're five bucks, so that's awesome. Young people, under 15 and under, get in free. That is so sweet. So this is a family-friendly, very affordable, fun, awesome event. Won't break the bank. Hell, the rest of the season, the tickets at the most are 12 bucks. 12 bucks a pop. So legit, like if you bring your own goodies to eat, uh, in your little cooler that you bring. And if you bring your own soda for whoever, and if you go get a couple of beers or something like that, you're still, that is not an expensive night. And again, if the kids are under 15 years old, they're free tickets for the rest of the season are 12 bucks a pop. Go racing, go see the races, Berlin raceway. I will be there April 30th, dropping the green flag with the Zaniacs on that day, the 30th, we're going to meet at Bosco's pub at 2 PM and have a bite to eat, and you're going to have a couple of pops. I'm going to watch you drink. You're going to go home, sleep it off, and then I'll see you at the races. All right. The managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast is Blue Frost IT. So if you work for the man, or you are the woman, or you are the man, all right, you need to keep this place in mind. Because if you're looking to upgrade the technology at your business, this is what you need to do. You need to think about Blue Frost IT 
Because if you're going to go and upgrade your technology and just go buying stuff off the shelf, you could buy too little, too much, or not enough, or the wrong stuff, whatever it may be. Um, sit down and get a complimentary consultation. That's just 30 minutes of your time. Uh, Alan from Blue Frost IT will tell you exactly what you need to make your business hum, okay, as you upgrade your technology, which you should every few years, man, seriously. And then once uh, you do that, he'll help you set it all up, and then he will work with you as your managed IT service provider if you choose. That means he is on call whenever you need him, okay? More on that by reaching out to Blue Frost IT, 616-200-8550 or bluefrostit.com. May 21 is the next uh, pistol license training class. Okay. One day, Saturday, May 21, take you about seven hours of time. You're going to learn everything you need to know to pass your training test. You take that test to your local county in Michigan, and that's how you get your pistol license. And then you can carry your pistol concealed. 616-204-1705. Call or text Steve Prince, or check him out online at princearming.com about the upcoming class. The class is going to set you back $125. Okay. Now, moving on, moving on. Thank you so much to the 60 of you enjoying this. I appreciate you. Megan says, I think we need to get Eric in a demolition derby. That would be fantastic. I did that once. I did that once back in the radio days. And uh, no, it wasn't a, it wasn't a demolition derby. It was a, uh, a dirt track in a figure eight. So there would be, there was an intersection where quite often, you would collide with people and I was doing it with my old radio mates and it was awesome. It was so much fun. I would love a demolition derby too. I don't think I've done that before. Kyle says the race is called the icebreaker because it will literally be breaking ice off the track on Saturday. Oh, shut up. 4 PM race time. All right. Uh, A couple things I want to show you. Let's see which one is next. Aha, the NBA. I, you know how the, the NBA, it's fantastic. I don't give a shit, but I did give a shit about this story as some chick at the Minnesota Timberwolves game, some PETA activist, she decided she was going to raise a stink and try to get some awareness, okay, for, okay, the owner of the Timberwolves is a guy named Glenn Taylor, and he owns a farm for food production, chickens, okay? Now, I'll be perfectly honest with you. The whole process of... uh of food production, meat production. You know, I, I don't care to know what's going on there. And as, uh, if I think about it long enough, about what happens in the beef industry, in the chicken industry, or, or I mean, hell, in some of those, uh, some of those industries, you know, 
I mean, they're adorable creatures. We're talking about a lamb being processed or a calf. And that really makes me never want to eat those things ever again. But then a period of time passes and then I'm grilling up the food again. And it's like, ah, it's all good. It's all good. Just eat, eat. So, you know, but some of some folks, uh, they don't. And they like to protest. Alicia Centurio protest at the basketball game last night. And, uh, she, uh, got up from her seat and cause the owner of the T wolves owns a, uh, a, as she says, a factory farm and brutally kills 5 million birds via ventilation shutdown. So I would only guess that that means that, uh, I don't know, they gas the birds or some shit. I have no idea. 5 million birds have been killed. So she didn't like that. And so she shows up and walks out onto the floor and sits down. And then they go to pull her up and uh, they, they can't get her, get her off the floor. And this crazy bitch, <coughs> excuse me, has gotten super glue and put it on her hand and put it down on the floor. And so she's like, no, no, I'm super glued to the floor. Here she is. Look at this. Look at this dude. This guy's like, oh, fuck, man. You got to be kidding me. She has uh, super glued herself to the floor. I, I think she's got a mask here. All right. So she's okay. She's got her mask and uh, super glued herself to the floor. And all right. Now what? Now, what do you do? So, um, I'm not really sure because this video and from the game, I have video from the game of, uh, all of this happening and taking place. So you have the announcers talking and all this shit and people are freaking out. Um, here you go. This is from the game last night. Somebody has fallen, a arena worker has fallen at the other end, and you can see right now, I'm not sure if she fainted or fell. Okay, so they- the, the announcers don't know shit, so listen to how much they get wrong here. They're piecing it together. First thing wrong, arena worker and arena worker fell. Somebody has fallen, a arena worker has fallen at the other end, and you can see right now, I'm not sure if she fainted or fell. Okay, so she got, I mean, this is so stupid. It, it didn't do anything. They, they, they just basically said, all right, pull your hand up. Now, I don't know if, like, her, the whole palm of her hand is stuck on the floor now, and they got to get a, a fucking squeegee and scrape up her, her palm meat that's stuck to the floor. But this, 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 is, a bad, this is a bad plan. I mean, if you're going to protest Glenn Taylor... Couldn't you very easily have done this in a much more effective way if you just walked out with like a, a lock and a chain that you would a chain up a bike and just chain yourself to the fucking stanchion or whatever the hell or done. I don't know anything but this. It was so ineffective. Look at she was all she did was inconvenience these guys for like 90 seconds. 
and, and if she was going to really do a good job, you want to go to center court and do this shit. But she did it like on the baseline. Not sure if she fainted or fell, but they are assisting her. No one in the arena has has any idea. If you're going to try to draw attention to something and hope that anyone in the arena is going to pay attention to you, my God, you got to do a better job than that. Kyle says they should have just let just play around her, let the players step on her and hit her with the ball. <laughs> oh God. Uh, Kenny makes a good point. Well, she got you to talk about her, but that I don't know if that was the intention. I think she intended to get people, you know, in the arena to talk about her. I don't know. Maybe she is smarter than I give her credit for. Kyle says this makes me want to go eat a steak burger at Bosco's. All right, more of this. You know, I see it's an arena where it may have been somebody else. Because they quickly got her up and, and got her off in a hurry. Did she? If she fell, is there blood down there? That's Reggie Miller. Because they're worried about what's on the floor now, so they're kind of gathering around it, you know? Oh, okay. I, th- I think we've been told. Was she having a period? There was a protest, and I think she was writing something on the floor. So now he says she was writing something on the floor. Also wrong. Maybe it was. I've seen so many Reggie Miller Wendy's commercials. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do if I see one more. She's probably writing Baconator down there or yeah, something, that's right. right? That's exactly right. <laughs> Okay. All right, I'm fucking this up. Not the playoffs. This is being wiped away. Whatever it was, she to see one more. <laughs> Probably writing Baconator down there yeah, or something, that's right. right? That's exactly right. <laughs> Idiots. So whatever it was, she Baconator. Wendy's like, yes! Graffiti or whatever she was doing on the floor is being wiped away. There's nothing like the energy of a live NBA playoff game. These are not the playoffs. This is the play-in. But it has that but feel of a playoff game. It does indeed. I'm in going to stay with the – it's a playoff game. But the, Boy, I can't tell you. I just don't give a shit about basketball. I actually – when it comes to the to the G League games with the Grand Rapids Gold, whose season is over, I love those. I enjoy those very much. But I don't give a shit about any of this. Playoffs are right around the corner, and you can be loud. You can be the difference. Be there and secure your seats at NBAticket.com. Allie, what do you see down there? I know that wasn't you doing the graffiti, but what what, what was going on? It's worse than graffiti. I was just told by security that she apparently had glue, and she glued herself to the floor. And she refused (laughs) to lift her wrist up. And I don't mean to laugh, but this really happened. She glued her wrist to the floor, and they were trying to pull her off, and she was resisting trying to keep her wrist glued down it to the was, floor. It was a protest of some sort, I'm assuming. Where's that cop who shot Patrick Loyola when you need him? I think that's a uh, I can't even get behind that. Fuck it. No, fuck it. Gilbert Gottfried would say, that's a good joke. Rest in peace, Gilbert. I ripped that off Jimmy Kimmel. He did the same thing about Will Smith to Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, Tyler says it looked like her shirt had some message on it too, but I couldn't see it clearly. Yeah, whatever. 
All right. I'm eating chicken today because of this. I no longer feel bad for chickens. You see, that's how it works with me. You get a little bit of time that I feel bad, and then that's it. What to do if a child is choking? Well, this lady right here, she knows what to do. I think this is her. Thank you to Tyler for sending this one along too. Kid in school says, hey, I'm choking. Help me out. So the kid ends up getting the Heimlich maneuver. Check this out. A teacher in New Jersey is being hailed a hero for saving the life of a choking student. The dramatic moments in the middle of a math class were captured on video. New Jersey reporter Tony Yates live in East Orange with the story. Tony. And you know, David, that whole incident is actually caught on video. You see how fast little Robert acts, and then you see how much faster his teacher, Miss Jenkins, responds. This is security video at the East Orange Community Charter School. Last Wednesday, nine-year-old Robert in his math class. He needed a sip of water, but he couldn't get the cap off with his hands. And then I started... Just try to remember those jokes I said the first time I played this. ...with my teeth, and then I was squeezing Look it at a little, and then <laughs> the cap to my throat. Robert started choking on the cap. Wow. He describes what he did as you see it in the video. I was going to the... You notice how the camera follows him? Uh, that's... Uh, uh, well, they probably held the phone up. Trying to Boy, I'm, I'm really struggling with I this. I couldn't, so I ran very quickly to Miss Jenkins. And Miss Jenkins acted immediately. And he's pointing to his neck. And Aww. he's, like, all flustered and... Miss Jenkins is like, this is what I do to my husband when I'm pegging him. Turn him around and I go from the Heimlich and here we are. That's zero to 100 in three seconds for you. Yes, yes, yes. Robert has been a student at the charter school since pre-K. Naturally, it's his second home. The school called mom to let her know what Because he has no dad. What happened? Well, the first thing mom said is, do we need to take you to the hospital? And then she said, I wish I had a husband. And they didn't have to. No. No. Kate says, sit down, you little asshole. <laughs> I wa I've been wanting to play you this clip of uh, Cam Newton for quite... No, you know what? I'm going to save that. I want to save that. I want to instead play for you. Uh, I forgot who sent this one. Crazy soccer parents. Who sent me the crazy soccer parents? Whoever you are, thank you. Crazy soccer parents. This is, uh, we talked about shortages of cops and shortages of teachers. Uh, shortages of referees and sports. These parents are pissed off in general at the refs. But at this point in the uh, game, there happens to be two soccer balls on the field. One of the soccer balls, the players are completely ignoring. They're not doing anything. They're not even paying attention to it in any way. Uh, I say that for context because a lot of what these parents are bitching about is because there's two balls on the field. But just watch the behavior of some of these parents at this West Springfield High School in Virginia.
One guy runs, the coach runs on the field. Coach gives him, or the ref gives him a yellow. Hey, two balls on the field. Hey, come on. Look at this guy. This uh, this dude holding the flag. He's one of the uh, assistants or whatever they call him in soccer. Assistant ref. He's like a UPS driver. He's like, oh, fuck. Just please, please. I want to get away from this without you kicking my ass. Oh, here we go. Two balls on the field. Hey, Two balls on the field. 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 Two balls on the Two balls on the field. Two balls on the why you dare if you two 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 ball? Two balls on the field. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> That's fucking bullshit. You heard him. That's fucking bullshit. If I'm the ref, I'm like, oh god. Well, we gotta keep. We gotta throw the balls on the field more so that this this crazy dude is gonna scream. That's fucking bullshit. Bill! That's fucking bullshit. Hey, are you gonna stand up for yourself? Oh, damn! Get up! Oh, that's wrong! That's bullshit, ref! Come on, ref! Giving this game away, ref! That's bullshit, ref. If I'm the ref, I'm going to say, you see all these white people that can pronounce the L? You need to be like them. Giving it away! Ref, you fucking suck! no. This guy, ref, you fucking suck! Okay, now uh, uh, Pol Pot here, uh, he realizes he's being videoed. They are poisoned! That's fucking bullshit, Ralph. Please tell me you could um, you could hear all that. We too low, holy fook. Two balls on field. All right, we gotta play that again. Asiatic crash news report. Wrong names. One of the best of all time. 
I would say the best of all time. Coroner is still trying, still trying to determine the cause of death and whether she was already dead when the truck hit her. We have new information now also on the plane crash. KTVU has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are captain. The fact that it's listed, you can read it as it goes. So, I mean, seriously. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong. The pause. We too low. Ho Li Fook and Bang Ding Ao. The NTSB has confirmed these are the names of the pilots on board Flight 214 when it crashed. We are working to determine exactly what roles each of them played during the landing on Saturday. As if, look at her, as if when the plane hits the ground, some guy goes, Bang Ding Ao. Oh, shit. My God. My... My wish is that every time I play that, there's a new person who's seen it for the first time. In case you don't know, someone impersonating whatever, the FAA or whatever, um, called and, and said that. And the idiots believed it, and it was just fantastic. It was pure comedy gold. And people might be like, too soon. No, no, Gilbert Godfrey, not too soon. It's... It's that's impossible. That is that is horrible. All right. Good recovery there. Good recovery there. Let me help your business. Reach out Eric at EricZaneShow.com on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox. I'll tell you uh, all about how it uh, how it works. <clears throat> hey, have you noticed I haven't had to bang the Zenith in a while? I think it's still ma- malfunctioning, but um, just knock on wood. Knock on solder woodworking wood, wood particles. I did pinpoint where the issue is. So now I actually just have to like touch one of the little knobs as opposed to bash it with my hand. So that's good. All right. Comedy this weekend, fullhousecomedy.com. You got shows going on now through Sunday for God's sake. And each and every week, Wednesday through Sunday, uh, most weeks, fullhousecomedy.com if you want to go see a comedy show. All right. That's going to do it. The show today. I've got nothing more for you. I have a Patreon podcast that I'll start momentarily. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to leave it right there and give you the asshole of the day. Who is our asshole of the day? Robert S. was yesterday again. Hmm. O'Neill had a bad night. Sorority day coming up. Jason Schaefer joined us. We talked a lot about the uh, shooting of Patrick Lyoya. Uh, we saw the TV. You know what? I got it. I got it. I know who it is. I know who it is. It's Wood TV for cutting out, almost causing me to miss the damn thing when I was doing the uh, uh, viewing with you for the reaction video. Wood TV, that was bullshit. You shouldn't promote that you're going to be showing the video, and then you don't show the video. 
TC Paintball and JM Synthetics bring us the asshole of the day. Uh, Melissa says, asshole of the day, the so-called expert. I don't know. I didn't think that guy was that bad. All right. Great Gabagool says, wood TV for the Sopranos fade to black. No pun intended. All right. Have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you on the Patreon. Hey, I want I had somebody sign up yesterday. For a whole year. Who was that? Hold on. Dylan G. Thank you, Dylan. I want one of you to join me on Patreon. You've been freeloading long enough. Sign up on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Thank you so much, folks. Talk to you next time. Have a great one. Bye-bye.